Hello there and welcome back to another edition of Bat Books for Beginners. I'm your host Nick and today I'm looking at 1998's JLA Year One, which is a limited series which was created by Mark Wade, Brian Augustine and Barry Kitson, who are jointly credited as storytellers. Now it's a long story, so bear with me, but let's get on with it. We open the story with a character shrouded in mystery watching five heroes in action. The Flash, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Black Canary and Aquaman. This figure jots down notes as we learn that the heroes have battled aliens and have worked together to take them down. We then see each hero in their alter ego of Test Pilot for Green Lantern, a flower shop owner for Black Canary, a cop for Martian Manhunter, the Flash is a police scientist, and Aquaman, well, he's just Aquaman. We learn a bit about their private life and how they cope with their secret identity. Plus, we learn the fact that they are all slightly nervous about meeting as a group for the first time. When they do meet, they show the army a secret cove where they have hidden the aliens that they captured. However, a mysterious group arrive called Locus, who attempt to teleport the aliens out of there. The hero team combat them, but nothing remains of the aliens or Locus as they teleport away. The heroes realise they worked well together, and begin to get to know each other and discuss their powers. An organisation observes this as an interruption to their plan, and states that their field agents are about to enter play. Next, we see that Vandal Savage has been hired to take down the new team by Locus. Savage brought down the Justice Society of America in the past, and so Locus think he might do a good job of taking down the new Justice League of America. Savage decides to hire Solomon Grundy, Clayface, Thorn, and Eclipso to handle the new team. That team meet at a press conference and state their intentions to form a new Justice League of America. Whilst they are barraged with questions by the press, the four villains arrive and cause mayhem. The new league fight them live on TV with the world watching. They struggle. The world worries, but thanks to some ingenuity, the league defeat the villains and save the bystanders. However, the villains do get teleported away. Batman looks on at the new Justice League and expresses to himself that they are not welcome in Gotham and they should be dealt with. Green Arrow also arrives to greet the new team and seems to want to join them. Plus, a representative of Ted Cord and Cord Industries arrives, telling the team that lots of finance is available to them, and he wants to meet them to discuss it. Meanwhile, Locus are working on the alien corpses and remains left from the fight with the JLA, and do not having any success in developing a new alien. Meanwhile, the JLA are setting up their base in that cove with gadgets provided by Cord Industries and a mechanic. They discuss the possibility of inviting Superman to join them, but seem nervous, concerned, or even that it might be unnecessary to ask him, why do they need him? As they share a few laughs and leaves, something strange happens to John, or Martian Manhunter, who sees a mysterious glowing figure in the cove and flies off. 
The Blue Beetle is tracked down and captured by three mysterious figures working for Locus. The Green Lantern gets grounded from flying due to his constant lateness at his job, and Aquaman runs into some trouble at an aquarium where he is frustrated by humanity's violent nature. But back with the Blue Beetle, he's tortured and experimented upon by Locus, who are attempting to create a new alien monster. They plan on sending out their alien for a field test with the Blue Beetle's captors, who it turns out are Monsieur Mala, the Brain, and Madame Rouge, who are known as the Brotherhood. Next we go to a small American town where the Brotherhood have fired a weapon that cleanly removes body parts and forms them into another body. A bit strange. The Doom Patrol, another less popular hero team, arrive with the JLA to stop an army of purple aliens created by the Blast. During the fight, the vital components of the JLA, Canary's voice, Flash's legs, Green Lantern's ring, John Jones' eyes, are taken to form one super being with all of those parts. And the Brain is in control of this super superhero. The Brain establishes a fortress with his ring, whilst the JLA are treated by the Doom Patrol who provide a new arm for Green Lantern, optic replacements for Martian Manhunter, and give the JLA back what they need. However, they're still missing their powers. When the JLA and Doom Patrol team up to attack the Brain and his new super body, they defeat him mostly thanks to Aquaman, and their bodies are returned to normal. Aquaman is really part of the team now, and the Doom Patrol are new allies. In Gotham City, the Justice League confront their benefactor's middleman, the financier, to find out where the funding is coming from. The financier claims it to be genuine, and John shocks the League by saying he's telling the truth, and he knows this through his telepathy, which the Justice League are aware he can do. Locus's plan has come to fruition with the creation of a controllable monster. During a routine fight, Superman arrives to aid the League. He's shown around the headquarters and asked if he wants to join. Superman declines. We later learn that John has been posing in each Justice League member's private life, appearing as a friend or some form in their life to learn a bit more about them. He learns secrets about them, and they feel that he's betraying their trust. As he flees, the League run after him. However, a man arrives to tell the JLA something, but before he can get there, he's shot by the financier to ensure Locus's secrets are not let loose. The JLA, without John, are informed of three dangers possibly Locus's Armageddon attempts. One melting the ice caps, one underwater tidal wave creator, and one destroying a forest in America. Flash and Canary take out the ice cap machine, guarded by Locus Alien. Green Lantern and Aquaman take out the underwater machine, guarded by a big fish. The JLA arrive at the forest machine to find that John Jones is already there. They attack John, assuming him to be a villain with fire, and they destroy the machine, which sets the forest on fire too. But John claims he was trying to help. Meanwhile, at the JLA headquarters, the mechanic is attacked by the financier, who it seems might be possessed by a powerful alien. Whilst the forest is burning, more locust aliens show up for a fight. During the fight, John flies into the methane machine and destroys it. It blows up, and John appears dead from the explosion. The JLA rush back to their headquarters to find more Locus aliens. We learn that Locus has been terraforming the world to this alien standard and creating their own new bodies, like the new film coming up, Avatar, to survive in this new climate that will kill all humans. 
Locus decides to move all the continents of the planet together to create a supercontinent, which will destroy cities and coastlines. Green Lantern flies into space and holds the continents together whilst the Justice League try to stop the machine. John smashes through the cove wall and it appears he's alive now and he helps them fight the aliens and they defeat them. We then learn John was spying on the team because he was unsure of their acceptance of him since they were human and he wasn't sure that he could trust them claiming that they don't really know each other. The League decide to reveal themselves to each other and tell each other about their private lives and their names. Suddenly the mechanic bursts in to tell them that his uncle the financier tried to kill him, and he realises that the planet has been prepared for the arrival of a huge amount of spaceships that start to arrive on Earth. Only one group dares to challenge this intergalactic threat, the Super Friends! With Locus defeated, the alien force invades, capturing every single hero and imprisoning them on an Atlantic island, including Batman, who we see defeated in the Batcave. We're told that when the seven aliens fought the Justice League at the beginning of this story and helped unite our Justice League, one alien was not found. His landing went wrong and he didn't inherit his host body. He was trapped underwater and freed by the group Locust. So he took the body of the financier and acted as a spy, waiting for the moment to strike Earth. Now he leaves the body of the financier and steals the body of one of his soldiers. The financier, now free of the alien lord, flees and is caught by Vandal Savage, looking to bring down the aliens. The JLA head to their headquarters and find that the files John compiled of every hero on Earth have been stolen probably by the financier, which is how every hero has been captured. They've been taken out in their private lives. The JLA are ambushed and they're captured, and they're transported to the prison containing the DC heroes. But we suddenly realise that through Green Lantern's ring, the League are in disguise, and they're posing as different heroes. So they are able to break out of the specific shackles. So, for instance, Flash was actually posing as... Green Lantern so he can get out of his prison. They gather the hero's weapons and, to, and prepare to fight the alien invaders with every single DC hero. The fight begins across the globe with the five JLA members leading all the different heroes. Vandal Savage has a weapon that can now destroy the alien's telepathy and, the, and kill the aliens as a result, as well as humans. Vandal Savage appears to the JLA but it turns out to be a mind-controlled clayface. Savage offers the weapon as a gift to the JLA. They are apprehensive about using it since it may kill humans and the JLA too. John takes the machine and decides to use it. He is not telepathically powerful enough on his own and the entire JLA are used to add their mind and destroy the aliens, sending them back to their world. So the JLA were successful and gained the admiration of all the heroes including the JSA that's the Justice Society of America, and Superman, who wants to join the League. They are heralded by the media and public and realise that their team is now going to be defending the planet and humanity. The book ends with the team voting to include Green Arrow into the League, and we see the financier arrive at an office telling Oliver Queen that the JLA are getting nosy again about where their finance is coming from. So we learn that Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow, have been providing their funding all this time. Aquaman, 
explosions with ability to summon and command all creatures of the deep. Aquaman! Wow, that was quite a long story, but uh, getting into my review now, I really thought that there was a great opening to the story. It established a lot in the first issue or two, and really got through the League, told us all about their individual lives, how they live, as well as telling us about the Justice Society of America, and they really got across a lot of info very well, very interesting way in that first issue or two. Locusts were intriguing as an organisation, I wanted to learn more about this shifty group of people, and I loved, um, and there were some really funny bits as well, like Aquaman in the bu- in a bar trying to get a beer, I thought that was a great little sequence. There were lots of fun references to the old Justice Society of America, fun moments like Black Canary's heels on her costume not being very practical, and she claimed that Flash's earpieces aren't a good design for a costume either, and they really had some good fun moments there. It was nice to see that the JLA's first fights weren't easy, and fellow heroes like Batman and Superman weren't welcome to the idea of the Justice League. There was a really great chemistry between the characters in the League. It was great for me to see more of slightly less famous heroes than Batman and Superman, like Aquaman, and get to know them well before the big boys arrived. And and when they did turn up, Superman and Batman weren't really involved very much. It was all about those five characters. Now, the last book I reviewed, World Finest, had no chemistry at all with Batman and Superman, so it was great here with the League to see some really great chemistry, great interactions, character development over the series very impressed with it. I thought they did a really great job of involving the personal life of the heroes and characters like Aquaman and the Martian Manhunter really added something and were very different to the rest of the team but each team member had their own individual problems which were quite compelling. I did think that the Justice Society of America storyline and the Black Canary storyline were very similar to the Watchmen story involving the female hero in that story. Now I thought that the brain and and the Brotherhood villains were were interesting villains, which I hadn't come across before. But I must admit, during that middle section, issues 6 and 7, I found that the story was just filler, really, pretty pointless. And it was just the middle two issues there, where I thought were a little bit weak and just wasted time, and I wanted to get on with the story. I thought it was an interesting retelling of the early days of the JLA. Perhaps the most mo- notable difference to me, though, was that seeing that Wonder Woman was replaced by Black Canary, and there was no sign of Wonder Woman at all, and I just wonder as to why that is. As well, of course, of the fact that I've always associated the start of the Justice League with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, so it was interesting to see two of those characters very minor in this book, and one not seen at all. It was interesting with Black Canary, because being the only woman in the team, it was inevitable that uh, there was going to be a bit of flirtation with that character. And I think they, they got through that quite well. And the Manhunter as well isn't ready to trust his human counterparts, nor is he willing to reveal the extent of his powers. It really showed how they were uneasy with each other to start with, which is nice to see. It didn't all, it wasn't all perfect and everything was easy. It was a difficult start for the Justice League. And in other words, these first steps are awkward ones for the team. And uh, they do a fantastic job of showing how these personalities clash at certain points. The art, I think, had a classical feel to it, but it doesn't appear dated and works very well. I personally haven't ever warmed to the Justice League, and I feel this is probably because I've only seen limited stories, so the odd TV show episode or a short comic story. There was never much development there for me. 
But over 12 issues here, I thought this was a great story, told really well, and apart from a blip in the middle, wasting time a little bit, it had me wanting more all the way through. The aliens and cosmic stuff is not usually my sort of stuff, but here it was re- it was fine, just because I was interested in the League and their adventures, and I wanted to see how they got on, and it's great storytelling, good art, great book. I'll be giving it 4 out of 5 batterings, and it's nearly a 5, except for those couple of issues in the middle. By authority of the mystic guardians of the universe, on the far distant planet Oa, Al Jordan test pilot becomes the Green Lantern, a cosmic crusader whose magical power ring at his bidding accomplishes the impossible. So that was Justice League of America Year One. I hope you enjoyed that, I recommend that book. And if you're starting to think we're getting off the Batman track a little bit, do not fear, as we're tackling Batman Tales of the Demon next time. This is a trade paperback collecting early stories of one of Batman's most formidable enemies in history, Ra's al Ghul. So I look forward to that. This has been Nicked. See you next time. A scarlet costume ejects from his ring, and in a blur of motion, police scientist Barry Allen becomes... The Flash, world's fastest human. The Flash, whose speed enables him to vibrate through solid walls and conquer the barriers of time and space in the pursuit of evildoers. The Flash, Scarlet Speedster for Justice.